0: warning over in England.
1: Uh, it's pissing
0: down. Oh, okay, so <laughs> it's it's not a great warning.
1: No, no, it's fl- it's flood warnings. <laughs> oh, it's that bad, okay. Yes, yes, it's that bad. We're now um, on Hurricane Dennis. <laughs> okay. Hurricane, um, Hurricane Kira's done her damage.
0: <laughs> and Hurricane Anna is coming, but well, that's another story for another time. <laughs> um. This is well you got you know who we are um although probably on this configuration
1: yeah it's it's all new and shiny isn't it is does it? that mean you're, does that make you 006
0: well i remember i'm still the avengers guy so
1: all right so you're john steed
0: i'm okay. john, I'm still john steed although uh, did you catch that by the way inspector the emma pill joke no i didn't one of the, 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 the quote unquote dead um, agents on on the wall, you know,
1: mm.
0: of writing on the wall.
1: Oh, because it's subtle, you say.
0: Yeah, is it, is Emma Pill, and I'm like, really, guys? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Diana Rig lives. Yeah. Well, just, not not know. in not in on a secret service, obviously. No,
0: no, no. And, and let me tell you something, Leah SeDu. Could not shine Diana Rigg's shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh, dear. Anyway, in case you well, I think you kind of figured out what we're talking about today.
1: Yes, we're here discussing on Her Majesty's secret the greatest, the world's most famous secret agent, yes. which just shows you how bad he is at his job. <laughs> that he's the world's most famous secret agent.
0: Although, although, it's funny that in this cycle we're about to discuss, he doesn't do his job very much, does he? he seems no, he he,
1: too- he destroys a lot of buildings.
0: Yes, oh, he does. Yeah. And he also seems to quit all the time.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't seem to actually enjoy his job too much. Oh,
0: God, yes. <laughs> um, James Bond. Now, um...
1: But not the whole canon, obviously. We're we're focusing specifically on the Daniel Craig movies, because in case you've been living under a rock for the past couple of months, No Time to Die is due out sometime around when this will be released. Yes. And Um, Billie Eilish has just released the theme tune.
0: I didn't know it was possible for somebody to actually sound like they were asleep when they were singing a song. I see. I I quite
1: like Billie Eilish, so I thought it was oh, I okay.
0: Eilish, I, mm-hmm. but it's and I'm sitting there going like, when they first announced this, I'm like, well, that's definitely not who I think of when I think of a Bond theme.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was quite intrigued by it when they announced that Billie Eilish was doing it.
0: But but then Chris Cornell was not who I thought of when I thought of a Bond theme, and look what we got there.
1: We got the best Bond theme in years.
0: And I'm not the
1: only one, okay. No, no, no. Well what's interesting as well, I was discussing this with my wife while we were watching Spectre. Yeah. Is Daniel Craig the the longest serving bond with the lowest amount of theme songs that actually have the title of his movie in them? Um There's only Skyfall yeah, yes. and No Time to Die that has the title of the film in them. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, well with all the others, there's Octopus, he isn't Octopus, he doesn't have the, the name I of the film easy. in the song. Um Oh, is, it is that all time high? high? Yeah, yeah, is, is Octopus. On a technicality, Doctor No doesn't. Yes. And on a Majesty Secret Service doesn't. Again, on a technicality, because that has an right. instrumental theme tune. But yeah, Daniel doesn't Craig like, doesn't seem to have a high yes. track record, does he? Yeah, doesn't
0: License to Kill also not have.
1: The no, License to Kill does. It's the um, Dinah Ross one. He's got a License to
0: Kill. Oh yes, and that that film is where I think my my thesis starts, <laughs> which is that Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Coley has taken this this uh, series that is that started out has a trendsetter, and have been following trends ever since. Yeah, I think that's
1: the, that's the only legitimate criticism I have for the Daniel Craig ones. They seem very much a reaction to the Jason. Bourne movies, whereas really what the Bond movies should have done is gone fuck Jason Bourne, we're going to do our own thing
0: Right It's like hold my beer Yeah.
1: (laughs) The Um, the Bond movies should be every bit as ridiculous as the Fast and the Furious movies, because if there's any film franchise that has shown you the audience will go along for the ride it's that series of films
0: I, it, I agree with you 100%. My, my mother loves those films for some reason.
1: Yeah. Oh, they're all batshit
0: crazy. Do you remember when they started and they were just movies about cars? <laughs> like, and, and the last film, they might as well have just called called it How to Make Tom Orgasm in the theater.
1: Yeah. And like, I haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw yet, but Hobbs and Shaw looks fucking
0: ridiculous. Um, and I'm not giving anything away because, of course, Hobbs and Shaw follows the... the present rule that every action film has to have three separate climaxes yep at one
1: and be I'm be far too long
0: yes yes at one point they try to defeat idris elba because of course who who could you get to to fight the rock and uh the state and safe yeah yeah then idris elba They try to get rid of Idris Elba by dropping an entire building on him.
1: And Uh, it doesn't work, I presume, because he's Idris Elba.
0: (laughs) Yes, he's Idris (laughs) Elba.
1: Yeah, that was the big problem with Star Trek Beyond, wasn't it? You have Idris Elba and then cover him in latex.
0: Yeah.
1: No, you have Idris Elba and you leave Idris Elba alone.
0: Yes. Well, that is my problem with the last film in this sequence, (laughs) which is... You hired the greatest character actor. Christoph Foltz. Probably alive today. Yeah. A man who has created one of the most chilling villains of the last 20 years. In uh, Hans Landa. Mm -hmm. And instead of going, I'm going to step away and let you do what you want to do to make your Blofeld Blofeld. They give him a, wah, wow, dad liked you best. Yes. Narrative. Oh, God. But anyway, we're going to ahead of ourselves. So. We
1: are. We, we need to start at the beginning.
0: At the beginning, which um, actually starts in 1999,
1: I guess. Yeah, more or less.
0: 1999, uh, Die Another Day is released. It underperforms at the box office. And, um. Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Bacoli, who have taken over for their father and stepfather, depending upon which one you're talking about, uh, decide to go an entirely different direction.
1: Well, you say an entirely different direction. Prior to Casino Royale being announced Mm -hmm. as being essentially a hard reboot, as opposed to the soft reboot of the Timothy Dalton era, is that there was talk of Brosnan doing it, but he wanted to bring in Quentin Tarantino to direct it.
0: And Tarantino wanted to do it entirely black and white.
1: Yes, and actually adapt the novel. He wanted to yeah. do a straight-up adaptation of the Casino Royale novel. And somewhere along the line, the Broccolis either didn't want to give up that amount of control, because obviously Tarantino would make a Quentin Tarantino film, right. perhaps not a James Bond film. Mm-hmm. And or... Brosnan asked for too much money it depends uh-huh. which story you'd like to listen to
0: yeah well the story I had always heard was that Brosnan wasn't even told he was fired
1: no that that is the one element of the two stories that seems to be true and Brosnan's argument is well I wasn't actually fired I was no longer under contract Right. But that flatly contradicts an interview he gave on the Michael Parkinson show that I watched around the time of Die Another Day. And Die Another Day came out, and Parky flatly asked him, do you want to do another one? And Brosnan was like, yeah, I am more than open to doing another one. I don't want to quit just yet. So the showing of Brosnan the door did come as quite a surprise. Right, he was He was totally on board for doing another one. He seemed gung-ho to do another one. Having seen what they get paid, I'm not surprised.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's that, 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 that's, that's much more refreshing than what we've got the last two films where Daniel Craig was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. See,
1: I, I think that's Daniel Craig's persona. His persona okay. is very grumpy.
0: I, I think his persona is, I want to go home and fuck Rachel, Rachel Weisz again.
1: <laughs> Why would you not?
0: Uh, exactly. I, I Admirable...
1: An admirable uh, way to spend your evening.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um,
1: but, but anyway, Daniel Craig was announced for Casino Royale. Right. Everybody went, what?
0: A Bond bomb?
1: Yeah, oh God, do you remember Not My Bond. And yeah. oh God, all of that stuff that came along. Now, I had faith in Daniel Craig because he was in uh, a TV show, BBC TV show called Our Friends in the North. Right. With Christopher Eccleston. So before Eccleston was Doctor Who and before Craig was Bond, they were both in this show together. But the thing that cinched it was he's really good in that, but he was also in a little scene movie with Rhys Iffins. And I damned if I can remember the name of it. Okay. But he is a writer. Mm-hmm. And he is incredibly geeky in his role as a writer. And Rhys Iffins is essentially Kathy Bates, who develops this massive crush on him. Oh, okay. And you're watching that film and going, they want this guy to be James Bond? <laughs> well, then you see Layer Cake. Yes. And you actually go, oh, okay, the guy's an actor. Yeah, I get that now. I can see him being Bond. And so I actually had faith in him because he's got a craggy look to him. He's not a pretty boy like Brosnan is. Right. There's, he's got those eyes, which mm-hmm. by all accounts from the women in my house are to die for in right. the Blue Eye porn stakes. There's only him and Bradley Cooper that apparently could have a blue eye off. Right. Apparently Chris Pine is a late enter into the into the game, but, you know. And so I was like, all right, well, let's give the guy a go. And Casino Royale opens in media res, in black and white, perhaps a nod to, to the, Tarantino. the Tarantino thing, yeah. And it's one of the best teasers the Bond I series so has so seen in so years. That,
0: yeah, I will go so far as to say that the first 20 minutes or so of Casino Royale, is the best opening 20 minutes of any Bond film. Yeah, and it it has that black and white opening, and it, the
1: the his wonderful line delivery. Yeah. Of you know you need two kills to be a double O, right? Right. The second one's much easier, and he's yes, considerably, and straight into Paul, uh, Chris Carnell's absolutely wonderful theme, oh! and one of the best opening credit montages of a bond film in years eschewing all them tired old dancing naked women i mean i love dancing naked women but let's be honest getting a little bit old eschewing all that it goes from harsh black and white to this wonderfully color opening sequence that great theme song yes that nothing has said bond is back more than you know my name that
0: is a mission statement
1: yeah that's the not closest is the Brosnan poster for Goldeneye. You know the name. Yeah. You know the number.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get that amazing opening action sequence. Mm. Which tells you everything you need to know about this Bond.
1: Yeah. That you've well, got almost, the wonderful parkour guy. Yeah. And he's just running through walls.
0: Well, that's the other thing. That to me is... Bond's blunt instrument. A, a signature... Of the Bond series, which is, you go to the Bond films to see people do things you know they can do, but mm. you've never seen them do before. Yeah, and, and Casino Royale.
1: Oh, sorry, go on.
0: Oh, and there's there's that moment when they're both up on the crane, and there's the mm. overhead shot of the two of the two. I'm assuming stuntmen at that point on the yes. crane. You're realizing somebody actually did this.
1: Yeah. And it's one of the things I think all of the Craig Bonds do deserve the credit for, is after the 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 debacle that was Piers Brosnan's surfing oh. in uh, Die Another Day, they actually made the decision to do it as much practical special effects and stunting as possible. So all that parkour stuff at the beginning of Casino Rile is real. Yes, they're on wires, because yep. obviously we don't want anyone to die. It's only a movie. Right. But the the those two guys are actually up there fighting mm-hmm. and it's scurry as fuck yeah and I love that Craig from the get go is no nonsense get your finger out of your bloody <laughs> ear
0: he's also to, to quote my friend Derek Ferguson hi Derek hi Derek Craig is also the greatest effing runner yes in cinema history
1: last night we were watching Spectre or Friday yeah. night we were watching Spectre and my, my my daughter actually said who'd win in a run between him and Tom Cruise <laughs> <laughs> oh, he- because yeah, because they both do that pump in their arms yeah. thing. But I actually think I've, I've got to give it to Craig because yeah. I think if there's something in the way, Tom would jump over it or avoid it or whatever, and Daniel Craig would just run through it.
0: Right. Well, I think that there's there's that moment at the at, towards the beginning of of that uh, chase scene that we're talking about, uh, where the core guy takes off hmm. and. Craig has this moment, has this like, has this momentary look on his face like, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is, and, and we should, we should mention, um, Casino Royale was directed by Martin Campbell.
1: Who did Golden Eye.
0: Who did Golden Eye, which was the other greatest opening Bond film.
1: Yeah, at the time. Yeah, the at the, the opening credits to GoldenEye is, is top notch.
0: And probably one of the things that that confuses the hell out of me is why he wasn't chosen to do... Especially since the second film was supposed to be the second part Mm. of A Greater Story, why they didn't ask him back. Because Casino Royale is among my, like, probably my top five favorite Bond films.
1: I I think it's top three for me, honestly. I I think there's only Goldfinger... And from Russia with Love, I just enjoy watching more. Right. Just for putting on for sheer pleasure, there's only those two I enjoy watching more. If I'm going to pick a Bond film to just watch for the hell of it, it's normally one of those three.
0: And I think the reason it it works so well is it does not disrespect the past, but it makes it very clear in every frame. Hmm. This is a different Bond
1: yeah, it's not, and it's not just a different Bond. It's it's completely divorced from what you've seen before. If we accept that Connery and Moore could have been the same guy, mm-hmm. and they could have been, because with Roger Moore, they essentially took the stance that only he has changed. Right. Everybody else around him is exactly the same as they were in the Connery era. He was right. the same age as Connery, so feasibly, Doctor No through uh, View to a Kill can be the same guy. Right. There's a soft reboot with Timothy Dalton in that. They recast everyone, but they still have references to the fact that he was once married in License to Kill. By the time they get to Pierce Brosnan, you're on shaky ground Mm. as to whether this can possibly be the same man that we followed all these years. Unless you start doing the Marvel compression of timeline Ah, thing. But this is very definitely a Ground Zero reboot.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, There's so much to like in this film.
1: Yeah, and I love that they strip away so much of it as well. There's no money yeah. penny, there's no Q, there's no gadgets. I I honestly am leaning towards Craig is the best actor to ever play the role in this movie. And he's the one who feels feels the most yeah. like the books. Dalton looks the most like he's described in the books, despite the facial scar. Right. Which no movie bond is obviously ever gonna have. But Craig feels like the guy in the book, the guy who doesn't take right. any shit, the guy who is a rampant misogynist, although they obviously and quite rightly tone down his inherent racism. Mm-hmm. But I, I would argue the Fleming novels Bond isn't so much a racist as just a product of his time.
0: Right. An ignorant git. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically.
1: And a nationalist. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously removing that aspect of his character is is the correct and proper thing to do. Um, but he is a misogynist. He is very, very... He does find working with women very, very difficult. So right. what do they do? They give him a woman boss. Now, yes, Emma's been the in the form of Judy since Pierce Brosnan. Right. I honestly don't think she works as well with Brosnan as she does with Craig. The only time I really love her in the Brosnan movies is that first scene. You're a racist, misogynist dinosaur, a right. relic of the Cold War. But with Craig, there's, a, there's another relationship there. they build up over the next three movies that really works
0: for them which i think it well it it ties into part of the problem i think with this cycle which is that everything is personal to him
1: yeah and that that it does come into play a lot in specter to the detriment (laughs) yes but in this in this first one before you you turn into the incredible (laughs) (laughs) whole (laughs) comic
0: Talk about the greatness that is Casino Royale! Let's, out. There let's is,
1: talk about our wonderful Casino right? It's, it's got a fantastic so villain, film.
0: a oh, brilliant God. villain. Mad Mickelson. Yep. You know what a Mads Mickelson fan I am.
1: Yes, and and rightly so. The guy's even his or commercials for Hide the Kid are yep. brilliant.
0: I mean, here is a guy who is basically an accountant. Yeah. And yet he is perhaps the most memorable of the Bond villains in this cycle although i think silva might edge him out a little bit
1: silver edges him out on a visual level he, yeah. he really does harken back to the the fleming idea that all of bond's villains are disfigured in some way mm-hmm. now i know i know le Chiffre is yeah but mads mickelson doesn't really play that up a lot apart from the blood tears every now and again yeah but i i think le Chiffre is certainly the best villain he's had in his run Mm-hmm. Is the one who felt like he accomplished his goal.
0: Yeah. And also, they lucked out in casting Eva Green. Mm. Because is... there is such a great chemistry between the two of them that you believe 100% that Bond yeah. give him up his career for her.
1: Yes. And have you read Warren Ellis's thesis on Casino Royale? No, I have not. Bond is the Bond girl in Casino Royale. Eva Green makes him who he is Right. throughout the course of that movie. And he's only Bond, James Bond, in the, in the final scene. Shot.
0: Yeah. With uh, with, with you know, uh, it, Which is why, of course, he only says that line at
1: the, at the point, very end. At the yeah. very end of the film. Because there's a brilliant bit in the middle, Vodka Martini, shaken, off to, do I look like I give a damn? The line that made Daniel Correct take the role, although in the script it was, "Do I look like I give a fuck?"
0: Right. Although I gotta, I gotta say, um, here is where we get to my thesis, which is that Wilson and Broccoli do not know what they're doing. Um, this film is obviously influenced by other films, and it's more—it's like a, "Well, we've got to tell how." Bond
1: got everything. Yeah, and that that is something I don't normally like because I'll be honest, I'm going to a James Bond film to see the guy be effortlessly cool. Yes. I, I want to see the guy know how to do everything. I'm not really interested in learning how he became what he became. Right. But then they give me how he became what he became. And it's my favorite one of the lot. Oh,
0: yeah, without a doubt. And, and uh, part of that, I think, is just it's the right director, the right cast.
1: Mm hmm he um, makes a card game edge of your seat yeah. exciting
0: although you'll notice that it's not the card game in the mo- in the book
1: no it's baccarat in the book isn't it
0: yeah, baccarat exactly in fact that's the reason why bond is tapped for the mission because he wrote a book on baccarat for mm.
1: him, yes he is he's well again casino rail the novel he's been put out to pasture Mm -hmm. It's only retroactively become the first James Bond adventure because it was so successful Fleming went on to write more. In the book he's reached the age where either double O agents are pensioned off or they're dead. Mm -hmm. Very few of them reach 44 years of age which is what he is in the book. Right. And they've de-aged him slightly to make this his first adventure. Now that's probably why it would have worked for Brosnan. Right.
0: I don't know but but th- this is this is just a magnificent piece of film. Yeah, this, everything about it is awesome. The casting, got, the music, the whole first hour is just yep. so well paced. Mm-hmm.
1: The fight in the in the um, the stirwell, yeah, with him and Eva Green and then Blokes who are attacking him it is the most brutal Bond battle since Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. And it's the one where you genuinely believe the guy's in danger, and it's. Well I think Daniel Craig has borrowed not so much a lot from the other bonds, but an awful lot from Harrison Ford. Yeah. In that it doesn't matter what good shape he's in, and he's in fantastic shape. Right. You believe he's getting the shit pummeled out of him. Mm-hmm. I never really thought Roger Moore was getting the shit pummeled oh, out no, of him. No, of even not. by Grace
0: Jones. Nah nah. But it, it, it's a great fit. And the thing is, after watching it again, this is like maybe the seventh time I've seen it. I, I've watched Casino Royale.
1: I may have even watched it more than that. Yeah. I, I, Every yeah. Time. It's, it's, um, it's a Jaws. Yeah. Every time it's on TV, no
0: matter where it is in the film, I will leave it on. I will say that at the end of it, I was jazzed. I was like, I want to see more. And then we. quantum of solace which they shouldn't they
1: shouldn't have done they should not have rushed quantum of solace into theaters with an unfinished script because of the writer's strike
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's quantum of solace quantum of solace isn't even a james bond adventure why is bond even involved in a water scandal
0: well i don't know i I, i've stated in the past i think the, the idea of um forcing a drought to run up prices of your own product is pretty it's a pretty horrifying thing hmm. and i but this is the thing is that quantum of solace is it's all about it's a personal mission for him yeah He's, i've got air quotes up here
1: yeah it, it's one of the few bond films that follows on directly from the end of the previous bond yeah. film First that, that, yeah that opening car chase could have been spectacular and has moments, yeah. but you can't actually figure out what the hell's going on.
0: Well, because Mark, I don't know if it, it was it was Wilson Bricoli and Mark Foster's ear or if it was Foster himself. They decided we're people like that born identity stuff. Let's do let's do that ge- Paul Greenglass crap. Because there's no sense of geography in this film.
1: No, the the fight in the the bell tower after the the car chase yeah. is equally hard to watch.
0: Yes, I mean, compare the first hour, and this is like the sh- I think this is the shortest Bond. Yeah, it's the shortest one in a while. It's the shortest one, and it's you compare the first hour of this, to the first hour of Casino Royale, and I had no idea what the hell was going on for most of it.
1: No, the first there, half hour of Quantum of Solace is a is a mess. It, it it confuses action with yeah. spectacle and it confuses that also with drama. But what you've got is a first half hour that actually feels like it's the last half hour of Casino Royale. Yeah. And if you watch it as the last half hour of Casino Royale, it kind of almost sort of works a little bit.
0: Yeah, but the, but the way that... Uh, foster shoots all the action sequences just kills it for me yeah it's
1: just a mess you can't you can't understand what's going on you don't understand why people are doing what they're doing you like you said there's no real sense of geography and it compare that to the end of casino real with the destruction of the building and being underneath the water you know exactly where everyone is and what's happening at all times even though it's every bit as frenetic as Mm -hmm. what goes on at the beginning of quantum of solace
0: and so much in that plot is not explained. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm sure that... Uh, let me get the name of the actor here. I'm sure he's a lovely human being in real life. But his Dominic Green... Uh, Matthew Am- Amalric? Yeah, I
1: think he's a French actor. But I, without looking him up, I wouldn't even remember that he, he was the bad guy.
0: He's terrible. Yeah. The one thing i can say about this re- bit reviewing is that i have a little more respect for Olga koryenko in in this film because i hated her when i saw it in the theaters mm-hmm. um and she still pales in comparison to the very short time we get jim atherton
1: Yes, as, as Strawberry feels Yeah, they should have swapped roles. Gemma yeah. Arterton should have been should have been the main character in this because Gemma Arterton is stunning in everything she does.
0: Well, yes, she is, and and she's fun. Yeah, and she's a great actress. She's but her death. Who didn't get Who didn't get the the memo that in this film you're supposed to be poor faced? Yeah.
1: She, <laughs> yes, she thought I'm being a Bond girl. I'm going to enjoy it. And then obviously the killer off in that nod to ghoulfinger which is oh, a massive mistake
0: that's the but other it, problem which, which is that they are trying to say this is not your old bond and yet they keep doing these little nods there's also the the dropping the guy off the the roof by the by his tie
1: yeah which was um roger moore did that didn't he
0: yes in uh spy Love me
1: yeah Oh. And it's 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 hard to actually find lots of things to like about Quantum. Craig's still in command. I still like Daniel Craig in it. There are bits of it that I enjoy. The theme's adequate. Not one of the best, but it's not it's not as awful as everyone says it is. Mm-hmm. But it just feels rushed. It feels like it was rushed out to make its release date with the writer's strike when it really could have done another draft.
0: Have you ever noticed that whatever the Bercouli organization condenses their usual three-year timeline, mm. we get a crap film. i I'd, I'd not noticed that but no. <laughs> I mean, look, at, look at, I mean, um, Man with the Golden Gun Yeah, came out, I think, a year after Live and Let Die. Mm. And that one wasn't that great. I think it has some charms, but it, it, it wasn't that great. And even back then, you could see That they're trying to follow other um, trends because you've got here's some kung fu girls and here's a redneck. Mm. In fact, we're bringing this character back because he was so popular for some reason in the first. (laughs) Let's say this was he though? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Um,
1: Was J.W. Pepper really that popular?
0: It's it it is a total mess. Quantum Souls is totally confusing um they never explain what that i mean i know what it is because i did the research Hmm. they never explain what that hotel in the middle of the Bolivian desert is no and why Um, it blows up and even even the
1: whole quantum organization they don't really bother telling you what that is either even though all of us who watch it are long-term viewers are like it's specter right
0: yeah guys yeah we we can't get the rights yet because of McClory, but hmm. trust us, it's Spectre. And sure enough, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, ultimately, it does turn out to be Spectre. And maybe, if they'd known what they were doing all along and been able to plan it out, if we'd have had one scene with the shadowy cabal yeah. and the the octopus wedding ring, yeah, maybe in retrospect, Quantum of Solace would be better looked upon. But as it is, it's the sore thumb in the the, the Craig canon. It, it, it does get referred to again, Inspector. Yeah. But it's 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 mysteriously left out of the opening credit montage. Yes,
0: I noticed that. I'm like, it's almost like like Wilson and are going like, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Do we, do we do we have to mention that we did that one?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and this is also the last time we see Jeffrey what right? Yeah. Who in Casino Royale had a pretty pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's Felix.
0: With Craig, and you figure, okay, cool. We're finally going to be getting a, a Felix that doesn't change actors every film, except he doesn't get mentioned in Skyfall, and he is mentioned in passing. Hmm. When uh, I th- think that he's. Uh, Felix is referred to by Bond when he's talking for the first time to Vesperland um, Light.
1: Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> <laughs> oh. He is—he is going to be back in no time today.
0: Ah, yes. Um, but the, so Quantum of Solace was was not a good was not a good film. No,
1: I, I still find it watchable though. I don't find any James Bond film unwatchable. All of them I can I, enjoy I, I, on a Sunday afternoon when it's pissing yeah. down.
0: I think there, there there were two things they could have done to improve it. One was they could have just removed the, the character of uh, Camille entirely. Yeah. Uh, or they could have given her more backstory so we understood what the the hell was going on.
1: Yeah. Sorry, well, there's no- a lot about this movie that, that doesn't make sense. Bond's yeah. entire thing doesn't make sense. Like you say, the hotel in the middle of the desert doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I it, mean, you it, know it I, why that, that thing is there, right?
1: I have no idea why that
0: thing is there. Okay, I will tell because I did the research, so I wasn't sure because it, it's based on an actual building. Oh right. Um which apparently that particular area in the desert, there there's something like specifically um interesting to geologists. Mm-hmm. But since this is in the middle of nowhere, they built this kind of camp place that's that runs on hydrogen power. So that is has its that building has its thing in real life
1: right okay
0: but it's just like nobody bothers to mention what it's there for
1: yeah in the in concept in the terms of the film that's not explained anywhere
0: yeah and you, I mean to be fair
1: to it if we're, if we're gonna focus on the positive, it does move at a fur clip. Because it is so short, and because it's very action orientated, if you're willing to just let it wash over you a little bit, maybe you've got a hangover on a Sunday morning, I don't know. If you're willing to let it wash over you a little bit and not try and follow exactly what Bond's plan is, mm-hmm. then it works. It's an entertaining enough movie. I saw it in the cinema, because I've seen all the Bond movies in the cinema. and I, At the time, I don't go to the cinema to be disappointed. Right. If I'm spending that much money... I want to enjoy what I'm seeing, and in, in every instance, right? Even Die Another Day. Yeah. I maintain the first hour of Die Another of Day is great. It only falls I, apart later on.
0: May I, I just want to make one statement about Die Another Day? Um, Rosamund Pike should have tore Halle Berry a new one. Yes. Because
1: Rosamund Pike is much better than Halle yes. Berry is in every conceivable level. Yeah. But well, it's only well, well, later on, when you watch him at home, that they, the holes start to show. Yeah. Uh, and I think Quantum of Solace moves along at so fast a pace, and there's a lot going on, and it keeps your interest long enough for you to not be sat there going,
0: wait a minute. Why is Renee Mathis in this film? Yes. Why why is that doing that thing? And what's the Are point? Are you telling me that Bond literally flirts a woman into... into letting him onto a plane
1: oh yeah because he's james bond i mean i mean the disdain he has for women that aren't m yeah in every one of his movies is is quite how many women does he get killed (laughs) uh, genuinely his fault
0: that are genuinely Uh, his fault um there's the wife of the the bomb maker
1: in Casino Royale.
0: Casino yeah, Royale, who is one of the most stunning women I've ever seen on screen. Yeah, he,
1: he gets her killed. He uses yeah. her for his own advantage, which leads to her
0: death. Right. We get Strawberry Fields, who... Um...
1: Arguably, he gets killed. Yes. But not entirely his is fault, because she is an agent herself. Right. So, okay.
0: But, she's, but, he, but M, make sure to point out that she was a desk person.
1: Yeah. She's what money pen is in Skyfall.
0: Yeah. Uh and then there is what is the name of the, that character? The um the woman
1: Silva's Maul. Yeah, Silva's Maul, what a waste of good whiskey. What so he, whiskey? he actually he, he doesn't even show the slightest bit of remorse about her. Yeah. And um I'm trying it, to think
0: inspector. He does Inspector though.
1: He does not get a woman killed, Inspector. Because...
0: Although he does wait for the most beautiful women on this planet.
1: Yeah, Sophia Watson now.
0: Um, Monica Bellucci.
1: Monica, oh, okay, yes, yeah, sorry. Monica Bellucci. Yeah, he does not get her killed. So, he... well done, Daniel.
0: Now, if Monica Bellucci had the Leah Zedouli... Doing... I said exactly the same
1: thing, mate, when we watched it on Friday. They should have swapped those two roles around. Because
0: one of my... Well, let a We'll get, to, uh, we'll get
1: to... We'll get to that in a
0: minute. Yeah. ...in a moment. But yes, then after four years, we get... Because there was some legal problems with MGM, which delayed
1: yeah. this one. But it ended up falling on the 50th anniversary, so it all worked yeah. out well.
0: And we get Sam Mendes instead of Mark Foster. Mm-hmm. And Sam Mendes um, gives us Skyfall. And I will I will say this much about Skyfall... Mendes got what Campbell got. Yes, he understood that you can make it look kind of like Bond, like old Bond, but you have to make it look entirely new. However, Skyfall is basically the Christopher Nolan film. Yes,
1: um, I don't actually consider that a bad thing.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Here, here's the thing I, I, I will say about the the Craig thing is that. Casino Royale is its own thing. It is a unique creature in and of itself. Yeah. Quantum is born. Skyfall is Nolan. And Spectre is, M- is Mission Impossible.
1: Yes. But given that Mission Impossible essentially was inspired by Bond. Yeah. Spectre ends up feeling like the most Bond movie in the Craig canon.
0: And it's the most aggravating <laughs> We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, the good things about Scott, first off, it features what is, to my mind, the defining moment of Craig's Bond career. Mm. In that, in the opening sequence, the, cha- the, the, the 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 fight on the train, when he comes into the damaged car and just adjusts his
1: car, Yeah, and just fits his, does his cufflinks.
0: And that, to me, is, is Craig's Bond in a nutshell.
1: Mm-hmm he's he's all about how good he looks Mm. i do i love the pre credit sequence to this one i love i love money penny
0: can we talk in praise of naomi harris here
1: yes because naomi harris is if they want there's always talk about the female james bond and the broccoli said there shouldn't be a female james bond if you do a female james bond it shouldn't be a female james bond it should just be an agent who is a woman you've
0: got naomi harris right there Oh, my God. And the thing is, we know she can handle badass action because we saw her in the 28 Days Later. Yep. And she she has, once again, much like uh, Eva Harris. I mean, Eva Green. Naomi Harris has a very easy chemistry with Craig.
1: Yep. And I love the ambiguity of did they sleep together or not? Yeah. But in um, Skyfall. And and she's she's a very commanding screen presence as well.
0: And gorgeous.
1: Yeah. And you've got her right there, people. Yeah. She's right there. That's you wanna do a to spin-off said, Bond you know, agent female movie, money penny.
0: If you wanna win me back after after this Craig experiment is done this hmm. year. Let give give the, the, the double O designation to, to Eve. Yeah.
1: Okay, to... give her, make her 009 or whatever. Whatever, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but the opening sequence is really cool.
0: Right. Um, Silva is is a pretty good villain, but I think a lot of that is more towards Javier Bardem, who is amazing.
1: <laughs> yes. I, my, my problem with Silva as a villain is how the hell is he a member of the British Secret Service? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I think the, the other thing with uh with bardem is that he's basically the joker
1: yes there is an awful lot of his convoluted plan only works if certain things fall into place at exactly the right moment
0: and uh, we get of course the continuing of the um the avengers bond symbiosis with the introduction of ralph fines who um played John Steed in the abortive yeah the avengers film the avengers film which was literally a 2 hour film cut down to 89 minutes and looks mm-hmm. it but um and we get q finally and they yeah. go once again they go for something different here and that q is younger than anybody
1: uh, but works spectacularly it's yeah. like they've actually sat down here and said, "All right, we're updating this for the today. It's 50 years later. We've stripped everything away from it for the 50th. Let's put everything back. So we right. get Money Penny, and we get a brilliant new take on Money Penny, and we right. get Q, and we get a brilliant new take on Q. I, I I absolutely love Q in both of these movies, but particularly this one is. I dare say I could do more damage with a stroke of my laptop than you could do with four weeks in the field. All of that stuff is, and he's he's. The cue is delivery. What's the guy's name? What's the actor's name? Ben, ben Wishaw. Whishaw. Ben Whishaw's delivery of everything is brilliant. Uh, he's got a brilliant gag, Inspector, but we'll get to that later. Uh, everything he Which does.
0: We'll, we'll get to that, yeah.
1: Yeah. But oh. a, it is a perfect sitting down and rethinking of the core concept behind the characters that works in the 21st century. And I don't even mind the Nolanization of it because for the first time ever i think the vast majority of the movie takes place in the uk
0: yeah but th- there are some weird choices like the fact that m becomes the bond girl yeah m's the been bond been girl been. <laughs> m's the bond girl but he gets killed yes <laughs> there you go <laughs> and i I, I, re- I look i love albert finney i have a great respect for him mm. Uh, when he died last year, I did a, I did a special episodes on Dread Media about some of his work.
1: But it should but have been Sean Connery, right? It,
0: it, it, there shouldn't have been a Kincaid to begin with, I don't think. Right. Kincaid was basic. Once again, we, we were talking about how this is a Nolan film. Kincaid is basically Michael Caine as Alfred. Yeah. Although, come to think of it, as as I say that. Michael Caine would not have been a bad King Caine. No. I, I if they were going to go the route that they
1: should have done with Sean Connery and they couldn't yep. get him, I would have loved it to have been Roger Moore. hmm I think that would have been cute. And I think Roger Moore was more likely to have done it than Sean Connery. Yeah. Because Roger Moore never fell out of love with being Bond. Even up until his death, he was still, you know, waving the banner for the film series, and he was always on about how oh, Daniel Craig's the best actor to play the role, and... <laughs> So I think it would have been nice to see Roger Moore given that little tip of the hat scene as Roger seems to get the short end of the stick an yeah. awful lot of the time.
0: Well because and, Roger had probably well, because Roger's overstate overstayed his welcome.
1: Yes. Yeah he did by, by at least such, two movies.
0: Yeah, and, and as such, he has the larger percentage of crap to um to gold ratio. Yeah. Yeah,
1: if he'd uh, stopped at Moonraker, I think he would be much oh, wide He would be much better regarded than he is.
0: See, I I I'm one of these people that will defend Octopus. I think Octopus, even though there are embarrassing elements to it, is overall a really entertaining film. And one of the things I like about it is that his love interest is his age. Yes.
1: Yeah, and is that the one where he's actually batting off the interests of the girl who's old enough to be his daughter?
0: No, that's for your eyes only. That's, that's for your like eyes only. Yeah. Uh, yeah other...
1: I think that's my favorite Roger Moore one because is, he's, play, right now, he's playing he's playing against Type, isn't he in that one.
0: Yeah, and it, it makes me angry because you look at it and you realize this is was more when he was trying. Yeah. And you're like, we could have had this as our bond for the last 10 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like he's got something to prove in for your Yeah.
0: But um this this film also suffers from the let's do fo- let's do three different climaxes.
1: Yes, yeah, it does suffer from the climax problem.
0: You know, because the the end that the shootout in the in Parliament would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, as an ending, you know, he he tries to kill Bond with a train. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, and let's not get into the uh, illogicality of the, all that underground stuff. There is no way that could work in the London Underground at all. For one, that line it isn't even that far underground yeah. as it is in that movie. <laughs> the The plan of having the crash through the empty thing has to happen at the exact moment that he needs yeah. it to happen, but he can't possibly know that that will happen then because he was, he was in bloody prison 10 minutes ago.
0: Does it also bother you a little bit that this is basically this whole story is basically a reworking of the world is not enough
1: no because this does it better the world is not enough is a very schizophrenic bond film it wants to be a james bond film and a serious drama and the 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 clash between those two in the world is not enough is is really like whiplash effect
0: it's a film that i respect even though i don't quite like
1: yeah and it doesn't quite work whereas this one works this one works better
0: world is not enough probably the best bond theme before we get we got
1: before we get to you know my name
0: yes um and we get adele
1: yeah who who delivers a cracking theme
0: yes who is the a natural choice yeah you know who i want to want to hear do a bond theme desperately but nobody has thought of it Mm -hmm. doxie
1: Oh, yeah. See, I think the Killers would do a great bomb theme. Oh,
0: that would work, too, but uh, no, unlike uh, Spectre, where we get Sam fucking Smith.
1: God, I, I didn't even remember that song at all.
0: And, and I'm so like I said, like, was, we were talking before we started recording. I really, I really dig on Billie Eilish. I think Billie Eilish is very distinctive. She's hmm. very idiosyncratic. Her music is very much her. And the theme that she she's produced is bland.
1: See, I w- I think it works better in your headphones, and I'll wait and see how it works with the opening credit sequence.
0: And the te- oh, and this is the return, by the way, of the let's. uh... Instead of trying to do something different, here's the here's the the, the faux. Uh, how come I can't remember the, the the guy's name? Here's the faux binder. Um credit
1: sequence Hmm. oh yeah yeah this is a return to the morris binder isn't it the skyfall credit sequence which only works as well as it does because of sam mendes's uh, sam mendes because of adele's skyfall theme yes
0: because adele is one of those uh one of those people that you could picture in the 60s doing a theme
1: yeah but it, it works in Skyfall because Skyfall is very much a reaffirmation of what the Bond movies are. Mm. It's, not, it's not campy. It's back to being a serious, yeah. dramatic movie with good bits in it, funny bits in it. But it's bringing back all the elements that they've shed yeah. to make it more realistic. Right. So you, you get the gadgets and you get the Aston Martin back. And I love, love, M um, eject me, see if I can. Yes. And you get Money Penny and Q back, and you've got an, a a more authoritarian M in place by the end of the movie. So basically, Skyfall sets it up for the next fifty years. And if Craig had called it a day, though, we would that, that would be a good place for him to go
0: out. And in fact, this is the first film where he starts saying, "I don't want to do this anymore." Yeah. Uh, can, there's one other character, recurring character that we haven't touched upon, and I. I his treatment kind of bugs me, which is Tanner. Yeah,
1: is Tanner on Bond's side or not? I'm still not sure about that, Inspector.
0: No, I I can't, I don't get the sense, because, of course, Tanner is supposedly Bond's best friend in the novels. Yes. And I don't get the sense that they even, they even have any sort of relationship to each other. No, in the films, Tanner
1: is always just the, normally played by a different actor, but normally not even acknowledged by name. You only know he's Tanner if you if you if you know he's Tanner, right? Uh, it's been Rory Kinnear for throughout the the Daniel Craig movies, but it was Colin, what was his name? He was in the first series of Arrow. Colin yeah, it was Colin Salmon in the the Brosnan movies, right? But at least Rory Kinnear's got more to do. But even here, I'm always like, is is he loyal to Bond or is he loyal to whoever's in charge? Because at the end of Spectre, I'm still not sure. Ben Whishaw's clearly loyal to Bond. For what for whatever reason. I don't know exactly. why he's loyal to Bond. It, money yeah. Penny I buy. Yeah. I buy and but also money he's not asking Money Penny money to penny? risk her job.
0: Yeah. I can I could buy Money Penny going above and beyond for Bond because they have bonded through fire.
1: Yeah. They have a prior relationship. Right. Q, Q thinks Bond's an irritant and Bond thinks Q's a nerdy dickhead. Yeah. There's no relationship between the two of them to justify his actions in Spectre.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's so much... I, again, Skyfall's another one. Leave it on and I'll... Wherever it is and I'll yeah. watch it. I, I no. think it's a, a supremely enjoyable movie.
0: Rewatching it th- this time, I got a little more aggravated by it. But it's still the second best of the of the four that we're talking about today.
1: Yeah, it's Casino but, Island
0: and then this one. And then we get Spectre, a film (laughs) that I literally fell asleep during in the theaters and had no interest in revisiting until this week.
1: Well, it's interesting. I'd not watched it either since I saw it at the cinema. I texted you. I got the Blu-ray off my shelf and it was still in the
0: cellophane.
1: (laughs) And it's like, it's not been on TV as much as the others yeah. either. I think it only premiered at Christmas. So it's not one that I've seen as I've been cycling through. Because I don't know what it's like in the States, but over here the Bond movies are a staple. They're yeah. always on. ITV4 seem to show them. It. I think Dr. No is on today. Mm. As we record this, Dr. No is on this afternoon. So the Bond movies are always on in some level. Uh, but obviously specter and i hadn't revisited it and i remember thinking when i came out of it at the cinema that well it was nowhere near as good as skyfall Mm. so going into re-watching it for this i was more than a little trepidatious i think for the first 90 minutes this is top notch for the first 90 minutes this is up there with skyfall
0: um in fact you know what it's when Christoph waltz first makes his appearance everything starts to fall apart yeah exactly the (laughs) minute the minute they get off the train Mm -hmm. which is almost spot
1: on the 90 minute mark yeah that's when the movie falls to bits it's because because it becomes that retroactive continuity thing that we were behind everything (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's well how does that work then So
0: your organization was fronting another organization. (laughs) Quantum. Uh, What I want to know is how they they justified fitting Silva into all of this.
1: I don't think they do. They don't (laughs) don't. justify that at all.
0: I I love the fact that I think it's I think it's right after his interview with uh, with Vesper Light when um, Wishaw examines the ring and it says it has dna imprints from silver green and mm. uh, but not the guy who was wearing it that mom took it off of
1: yes it doesn't have his dna on it don't be silly <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: I'm like, well that's i think is the biggest problem with this film this much like quantum of solace it, it's of the just go with it the um school yeah
1: and and but it's, for the first 90 minutes it's actually building up to something interesting mm-hmm. and it's got that absolutely brilliant chase and fight scene between um dave bautista as hicks or hinks isn't he uh oh, him and bond so, he
0: is so underused
1: yes he is but he did it because he's a bond fan so Sorry. he was more than delighted just to be in a bond movie mm. and you've got the absolutely brilliant opening again a cracking opening at the day of the dead festival where bond again destroys a building secret yeah. agent do i need to remind you of that part of your job description
0: well we know what job did, what job he went into after he left mi6 with uh vesper light that's for sure
1: hmm. so <laughs> and, yes <laughs> destroying buildings for fun and profit i uh, then you've got great i love all the stuff in um In Austria, where Q shows up, Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) does he have? Do you have um, a vodka martini shaking? Oh, we don't serve alcohol, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) sir.
0: All,
1: all of that's great stuff. But But the minute, the minute they introduce Blofeld, that's a name that means nothing to this new audience. Right. Let's be honest. The people they are targeting with these movies may not have even seen a film that has Blofeld in. Right. And they've seen
0: here's here's the, the beauty shots of the white cat yeah um, he's wearing he's wearing the the neru jacket for no reason
1: yeah and it's it's one of those things that they, you really want to stay away from that stuff now because yeah. of austin powers mm-hmm. so it's a name that means nothing to the audience that it's intended for it's right. a small percentage of the fan base that's going to be even, oh, Blofeld. But it's like the Khan revelation in Star Trek Into Darkness. It doesn't actually make that much difference right? to the film as it is. It works whether he's Blofeld or whether he's not.
0: What is Blofeld's plot exactly? I've not got a clue. I, neither do I. And other than, well, Dad liked you better, so I hate yeah. you.
1: Yeah, it's and it's and some of that does come from the books. So, fair play to them for digging out that obscure piece of book trivia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I didn't I don't really understand what Silva's plot is at the end either.
0: Right, or in this case, Lowfell. Blofeld, like, okay, sorry, yeah. So you've got all the intelligence agencies to work together.
1: Yeah, and there's there's a certain element of well, this is an, an affront to democracy. Yeah. So, so, like Skyfall, they're actually playing into real life of elements mm-hmm. that are happening at the moment, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But it's once he's got them all doing that, what was what was his ultimate benefit
0: that he controlled all the computers? I, I don't know. Right. I- The thing is, this is, this is the, as I put it, the Mission Impossible movie, because it's not really about Bond, it's about the team. Yeah. How, it's Q and Moneypenny and, and, uh, and M has a team. And even Madeline Swan, you know, otherwise known as Vesper Light, uh, gets an an action sequence.
1: Yeah, which isn't terribly convincing because Leia Sudo's this mere slip of a girl.
0: Oh God! And they, okay, I never buy. I ha- just could not buy it that Bond would be would fall in love with her so much that he would give up being who he is.
1: No, not but she is in all the other films. She's the girl that he nails to get the information that yeah. he needs to carry on with the plot.
0: He's Denise Richards in. Um, yeah, World of the is not Day. Enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry, well, is not enough, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would much, I'd much more believe that he would walk away with it for Money Penny.
0: hmm oh yeah. You okay, know, if they have this, this intent, it, it's been ever since, I think the Dalton films, they always have to put in a scene where Money Penny is on a date or something, and he she tells, I'm not waiting around for you, I have a real life, Woohoo. Yeah, but I quite like that line. <laughs> it's called <laughs> Having a
1: Life, James. And there's loads of little good character moments in this one. Like When, when she's got the present from him, yeah. and uh, M walks in and says, uh, is it your birthday? Says, no, sir, that was last week. <laughs> is is absolutely brilliant. And um, Q, I love Q. Q in this one. I asked you to bring it back in one piece, not bring back one piece. And, <laughs> and he laughs where? at his own joke. Ju- but what really sells that Watch Rory Kinnear in the background. Rory Kinnear smiles <laughs> like that was a genuinely funny joke. And then when he sees Bond's face, he stone faced again. It's him that sells it. Yeah. Not Ben Wishaw. I mean Ben Wishaw's great, but it's, it's Rory Kinnear's background reaction. Yeah. That's the
0: problem here. It's not the regular cast. Um, it's everything else. It, yeah. it is especially blowfelt and it just angers me so much because when I heard they had um cast christoph waltz i'm like yes hmm this... yeah
1: and he, he's wasted he's in what 30 minutes of the movie if that
0: yeah and, and most of that is to explain how he gets his scar
1: yes yeah course, oh, you know God. I, and did, I didn't like, really need that
0: and it's like the only thing that you can really get from mm. his performances bleh.
1: yeah yeah, I want to control all the computers in the world and do you out of your job because daddy was better to you than he was to me. And Wait. it's like, I am so bored of the daddy issues narrative. I just oh, like, I hate uh,
0: the Chosen. Basically what this does is this, this turns bo- the Bond narrative into the Chosen One.
1: Yeah, and Daddy and I issues.
0: I hate the Chosen One that everyone has to be sort of special.
1: And, you know. Yeah, and then the end of it, I, I don't get why he walks away from it all at the end of this. I don't she, she understand. She in a
0: white evening gown, apparently.
1: Well, yeah, and the, and the white pants that she was wearing were, were yeah. nice, but you know, I don't get why James Bond would walk away from everything for this woman, for Madeline Swast.
0: Needed, they needed to, to develop her more.
1: Yeah, she needed more of a plot than he's saving her because she's got daddy issues.
0: Yeah, she's got daddy. Uh, And, um, Monica Bellucci, one of the most beautiful women to ever walk the face of this earth. They should have swapped roles. They should. It would have made sense to me if Lucia was the person who went on this adventure with him. Yeah. Because, first off, they're more contemporary. Yeah. That was another thing that was kind of bothering me about that. It's like.
1: She's 15 years younger than him, but he's just been with the woman who is his own age.
0: Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. the fact is, there is a common... I I knew more about Lucia Mm. in in Monica Bellucci's brief scenes than I knew in the whole uh, of Lea Sadu's scenes.
1: And there's also that aspect of, come with me and I'll keep you alive. Yeah. And also, you would buy it when it goes sour in the next one, which it inevitably will.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it's like they might as well have just put put a sign around Lea Sadu's neck saying, mm. "I am the stand-in for Tracy Bond."
1: Yeah, basically. And yeah, they should have swapped the actresses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I real, I totally agree with you. I think, um, I totally think Monica Bellucci should have played Madeleine swap Yeah. And being the one that walks away with him at the end. Or, Hell. like you say, a slight rewrite mm-hmm. to make it that Lucia goes with him. And he can still encounter Madeline Yeah. But then after Austria, just leave her. Yeah. Because she doesn't really play that important a part in the plot.
0: The other thing that bothers me about this film is that it's Bond stumbling through everything.
1: Well, that's kind of been Daniel Craig's thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's like... We never see him do anything. He's more acted upon than acted.
1: I kind of think that goes back a little bit,
0: though. Go and watch You
1: Only Live Twice again. Bond is completely irrelevant to the conclusion of that movie. Mm -hmm. So that's a problem that they've always had. And at least you can argue that for the first 90 minutes he's following the clues he's following the breadcrumbs and they're taking him to the next step and they're taking him to the next step but when he finally gets to where the birds are it doesn't really make that much sense
0: oh i'm just gonna sit here in this torture chair
1: yeah and then of course you've got that ending you've got that line most men live in their heads so that it's perfectly possible to read that ending as it's all in his head and he's still in that chair yeah because right why would Blofeld or whoever go to all the effort? Oh, it was probably C more than Blofeld, wasn't it? Go to all the effort of labelling oh. all of the walls in oh. the old MI5 building.
0: Oh, <laughs> so hey, it's like, can we get a Weasley-looking actor?
1: Well, the thing is, well, Andrew Scott's great. I like Andrew Scott a lot. He was really good as as um, Thingo in Sherlock. As Moriarty, and that he was just Moriarty, he was Moriarty in Sherlock. He was he was the hot nun, no, the hot priest. Sorry, not nun, the hot priest in um in Fleabag. Mm-hmm. But in every other else, he's ever everything else he's ever been in, he's the bad guy. So yeah. the minute that he walks on screen, it's like, could you have signposted this any more? That well, he's, got he's such the a bad guy.
0: Face. Yes, well, that's what he plays. He, he yeah. mostly plays the bad guys. And it's it's once again, much like a lot of the Mission Impossible plots. It's like somebody's trying to shut down. All of a sudden, MI6 is just the 007 program? Yeah. Sorry, the, the 00 program. And
1: it's yeah, like... Well, it, 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 they're not quite clear on that. They're not clear on whether he's going to shut down all of MI6 or <laughs> he's only shutting down the 00 unit. And if he's only shutting down the Double O unit, that kind of plays into what Q told him in the last film that I can do everything you can do.
0: Right. But it, it's just it's the it's Bond and his team fighting to get their get their program back.
1: And I I don't mind that as much because with this team he's got really good actors playing Money Penny and Q. Right. In the old ones, Q was far too old to be running around with him. John Cleese didn't really get a character, per se. Right. And they changed Money Penny that much by the Pierce Brosnan movies. You were like, well, who is she? Yeah. As much as I like Samantha Bond and thought she was really good in it, they didn't give her a lot to do.
0: I may be the only person who who really, really likes Carolyn Bliss. <laughs> I don't even remember her. I, I remember her enough to... T- <laughs> like I said, I might be the only person who really thought she was kind of hot. Yeah. So even, I, even though they gave her some of the most unflattering glasses ever.
1: Oh yeah, she had the big eighty specs on, didn't she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: Um, but... but
1: but you get to the end of it, and I I didn't understand why he walked away at the end. I don't understand what his motivations are for that. It's not like he's even gone through this entire film. Being, I hate all this. That was the last film. Yeah. By the end of Skyfall, he's made his peace within it. He's back to being 007. Right. Uh, there's nothing in this movie as you're going through it that makes you think he's going to quit at the end of this. He's going rogue because yeah. of the message from M, but oh. there's nothing in
0: it that when all this is over with, he's going to walk away. I think if you did a Craig marathon and you had a drinking game where you took a drink every time someone either took Bond off off-duty or Bond went rogue, you would be sloshed halfway be, through Quantum of
1: Solace. You'd be ratted by the end. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, and
0: also, also whenever somebody says, you don't know what you, you're involved in.
1: Just once I'd like him to say, well, actually, and reel off the plot. Yes. And have the guy be stood there going, oh, okay. <laughs> but on the plus side, the the car chase between the Aston Martin and the Jag is really good. That's how you shoot a car chase.
0: hmm Well, because Mendez understood the aesthetic that was put out by Casino Royale. Mm. Um, Because it's not like the, fo- the foster car chases, which are, which are all so fast cut and so close-up intensive that you get no sense of what's going on. Also, yeah. Sam Mendes doesn't feel the need to cut to, oh, let's say, a totally incongruous horse race
1: yeah for no reason
0: yeah exactly
1: um i mean i did like all the stuff with the music design for 009 yes that was funny and the fact that he's essentially nicked it off the assembly line before q could load it so there's no weapons in it
0: yes um but it, it i don't know i just i felt very i think part of it is just i felt very annoyed I was very looking forward to this film. I was looking forward to Christoph Waltz doing a bang up job, and he does. And by turning it into a a chosen one narrative, first off, it it kind of forces the the cycle into one long story, which is not what you go to Bond to see.
1: Yeah, that's that's my big problem with it. That they've essentially made all five films now interlinked, and presumably. The next one well, is well, going to follow on from that.
0: Yeah, we have Ben Wishaw saying in a recent interview that they're going to tie up all the loose ends in No Time to Die. Which, by the way, dull-ass title. Yeah. Not that Spectre was any great shapes, but it had gravitas because of what it meant.
1: Yeah, I want them to go back to the titles that are actually really cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, with all the sins that I can I can lay at the feet of Die Another Day, at least the title makes is Bondian.
1: Yeah. No. Time I mean, they could die. they could have called this one No Time to Die Another Day.
0: Yeah. But this one, the, the title is just so bland. Mm. It, it I could, mean, go on. it could be attached to any other action franchise out there.
1: Yeah. It it there's nothing inherently. Bondian about that title. And there's there's other Fleming titles they've not used yet, are they? Yeah. The
0: of course <laughs> they, they keep drawing attention to them, like the i I never heard of the Hildebrand rarities.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and and I don't think they're gonna call 007 in New York. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. No. Although that was supposedly the basis of the third um uh Timothy Dalton film.
1: Yes. But were they going to call that a property of a lady, which is a Fleming title they've not used
0: yet? Well, what I want to know, though, is in that third script, were they going to actually have the scrambled egg recipe? (laughs) It would
1: be good if they did.
0: (laughs) Uh, And once again, we I mean, we get it's like, here's Mr. White again. And he gets killed. And the only reason he's there is to give you a breadcrumb.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason and the, to give them give Blofeld an edge over Bond at the end when he shows that video to Madeline.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> and again, we have here's three separate climaxes for you.
1: Yeah. Again, they don't seem to know when to end it.
0: Right. It's like I would have been happy if they had left. South Africa, uh, North Africa, and that be, and they had the confrontation with, with C, and that would be it. But no, yeah. we get the 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 Batman, sixty six Batman esque maze. Yeah, where he's got to follow
1: the clues.
0: I, uh. I, I, I'm kind of picturing in my mind, Christoph Waltz tying all those, those strings. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah that that bit where he's running up the old mi5 building really yeah. doesn't work much at all
0: it's uh and yeah. he just happens to find her at the last moment i don't know and then of course we get the other the confrontation on the bridge which uh, or I, I could probably have now it's one of those scenes where i can mouth the words of what was going to happen Three seconds before it actually was set on the screen.
1: Yeah, the the ending, the actual ending is is not very satisfying. And obviously they're not gonna kill Blofeld off just as soon as they bring him back, but they could right. do the old you think he's dead but he's not really thing.
0: They could they could have done that if they have let North Africa be the climax.
1: Yeah. And then obviously he's going to show up. But in the next one, from what we've seen in the trailer, he's in prison. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, doing, I'm, I'm, go on. Do, doing the the uh, the standard uh, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I, here I am trying to help you, but actually secretly getting inside your head. Yeah, I'm like, no, this is the first Bond film I have no interest seeing in the theaters.
1: Oh, I do. I'm I'm very invested in it. Because, uh, like I said, I think the first 90 minutes of Spectre is perfectly fine. He just falls right. apart at the end. And, uh, I'm um, going to say
0: something very heretical right now. Go on. Has, and then now to, to, to just establish I'm a lifelong Bond fan. I have literally grown up with Bond. Um, I think it's time for Wilson and Broccoli to hand it off to somebody else.
1: Well, maybe they will after this one. There's certainly been enough behind the scenes shenanigans to keep them busy with MGM and Sony yeah. and Kevin McClory and all of that stuff. There's a very real possibility that they'll sell it off at the end of this. Oh,
0: I hope so because it it's...
1: But it could be worse dear Tom. It Disney could have it. And we'd have Bond and Young Bond and money penny spin-offs and none of them would be any good.
0: And I would not watch any of them because, as you know, I am boycotting Disney.
1: Yeah, so uh, it could be worse. Not
0: really, <laughs> nothing personal at all.
1: Well, it's, I also think it's Disney are in a very much a creative slump at the minute. Yeah. With the you know live action remakes of their animated classics. And, and you can't blame them. You know, Tarzan tanked. Yeah. And Tomorrowland tanked. And John Carter tanked. And the Lone Ranger tanked. And Tron Legacy tanked. And arguably none of them deserved to. But you can just see them swooping in the minute the broccoli say, all right, well, we're out now. We're going to retire.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you the exact moment, I think, where things started going sour. Hmm. And that was back in, was it 89? When um, Michael G. Wilson heard from, the, from a friend, the father of a friend of his daughter's, who was a um, public relations man, that he should ditch those painted painted posters because that's not what people respond to anymore.
1: No, they should keep the painted posters because yeah. that's what makes them cool.
0: Exactly, because that's what makes it... Bond- Once again, it stood out from everything else.
1: Yeah, every all the posters now just shot to Daniel Craig in a tuxedo. Yeah.
0: It's like what exactly does that mean? you know that there's Daniel Craig looking kind of bow legged well Leahbisky Sib- right. uh, wrong Leah Leah Sadu is looking over his shoulder
1: yeah I' draped over him and they're just they're all just very very boring posters now
0: yeah it's 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 just that i I have because part of it is one it, One of the problems also I have with Spectre is that Daniel Craig seems kind of checked out. Oh, see, I like Craig in this one. I think
1: whatever problems he's got with doing it, and he's basically talked about how hard the training is. I mean, how many limbs has he broke at this point? I know he's broke his ankle. I know he's tore his shoulder. So he's he's suffered for it. Yeah. And I I think he's, I quite like him in this one. His world-weary portrayal of him in Spectre is actually what wins me over in this one. It's the only way I buy him walking away at the end.
0: Yeah, but it just—it just seems like they—they they make it seem like it's for this woman who is a void. Yeah, she's you know, not somebody
1: I buy him walking away for. Yes,
0: Martin Campbell made sure you understood what what Bond saw in Eva Green mm. and why he would walk away.
1: Mm. and why he was so devastated by her betrayal
0: yes but this (sighs) Mm. (laughs) she weren't as impressed as me were you you and I both know she's going to be fringed yes in no time to die there's no doubt about that
1: yeah which would be a shame Mm -hmm. Um, probably
0: the first act too which I'm willing to bet yeah. A moon debate. It's gonna be fairly early on. It's not gonna be like with uh On Her Majesty's where they build up to it.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's pre-credit sequence.
0: Oh. Well we know he she has at least one one scene with uh you know Foblofeld. Yeah. I don't even want to call Christoph Waltz in this film.
1: <laughs> I really... Call him Hoberhausen.
0: Hoberhausen just just call him like, that, yeah. It, it's, it's, and I love the fact that, that that they were pulling a J.J. Abrams in the, the pre-publicity of this, where they were like, went, oh no, Christoph Waltz is playing a character named Oberhausen.
1: Yeah, and, and like, it's just like, look, dude, we, it didn't work Blofeld, for Abrams. Dude.
0: Yeah. We know it's Blofeld, dude. No, no, Oberhausen, no, really?
1: No, 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 it didn't work for Abrams. He just pissed us off immensely. It's not working here. Just say he's playing Blofeld. Right. That's more likely to get bums in seats than oh no exactly. he's not.
0: Exactly because Christoph Waltz is
1: yeah he's amazing. Blofeld. You know that that's your marketing because it's not even really a spoiler in the film. No. Because like we said, like we've discussed, the name Blofeld doesn't mean anything in this iteration of the movie. So to the characters, it means
0: Jackal. It's for the audience. So <laughs> yeah, put that in the publicity but after this film I, I it's just i realized i had no interest in seeing another craig bond film after this
1: i want to see how he wraps it all up i mean i was interested much more when danny boyle was directing it mm. see okay because... that
0: would have interested me because it's danny boyle
1: yeah and danny boyle's not made a bad film yes so and, and danny boyle dances <laughs> from genre yeah, to genre This in yeah
0: franchise right at this, this moment
1: so I think, uh, had Danny Boyle still been doing it, I was much more interested at that point. But I'm still I'm still on board for going seeing how they, they write him out. Because right. this is going to be, I think this is going to be Craig's last one. I mean, everyone was making a big deal about if he'd been replaced after, after Thingy or Spectre. But yeah. there seemed to be only me that remembered it was announced to the press mm-hmm. that after Skyfall, he'd signed on for two more. Right. That was actually in the news. So where did all this he's leaving after Skyfall come from? Where did that come from?
0: Oh boy, I don't know. Well, because it's always at this point, you know, after somebody had two or three under their belt, they always talk about well, who's gonna be next? Hmm. And then we get like the ludicrous ones, like like, oh yeah, Jason Statham. No no. No. I would pay to see that. But no. But no, that would not work. It would, be, no. it would be a hoot.
1: It should be Aiden Turner. Mm. If there is any justice in the world, it should be Aiden Turner. He should be the next James Bond.
0: Well, I still think if they really want to win me back, just give Naomi Harris the the title.
1: You just give her
0: her own film. Give her her own film. Exactly. It's like, okay, Eve, you're now 007. Go get them. Mm. I Because... It's funny. Everyone talks about your women led action films don't bring people to the theaters. And yet the films that I've gone on my way to see as far as action films are concerned in the theaters have been female led. Well, and I
1: think you've got that you'd have got the Bond name behind it, though, without Mm -hmm. the controversy and all the YouTube dude bros getting all bent out of shape about it of actually just having a Bond character. Just spin yeah. her off into her own movie Lois Childs couldn't have pulled it off No, no Naomi Harris can
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah Who Who else is in this film? Who else is in no time? I didn't bring it up uh, I'm not actually I know
1: Tanner I do, Well, I don't know that Tanner's back I know that um, Felix is back
0: Okay, well let's take a look on IMDB
1: I know Rami Malek is the bad
0: guy Oh my god, no. Uh,
1: we know Leia Sido's back. We yes. know Lashana Lynn is probably 007. Yeah. Ben Whishaw's back. The one I'm interested in is Anna de Armas.
0: Yes, Paloma.
1: Yeah, because she was exceptional in Knives Out. Mhm. She was great as Joy in Blade Runner 2049. Mhm. So I'm looking very much looking forward to seeing her in it. We know Christoph Waltz is back. We know Ray Fiennes is back. Yeah, Rory right. Kinnear is apparently back. Yeah. In fact, the cast largely seems to be returning players, right. Other than Rami Malek and Lashana Lintz and Anna mm Hmm.
0: I don't know. Bond has left acting service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. Is yeah. Okay. <laughs> is... Yeah. Once again, wink, wink. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CAA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. It better not be a fucking mirror in the sky.
1: <laughs> That's all I or, or a Genesis device.
0: Yes! No. It's...
1: Uh, it's... Uh. The Aston Martin Valhalla looks cool, though. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't. at this point, I don't have any expectations for No Time to Die, honest. I I was interested in it when Danny Boyle was directing it, like we said. Right. I'm still interested in seeing it because I want to see how they, they wrap it all up. And uh, I guess,
0: is a, the, you got to admit, though, Fuganaga is an interesting choice. This is not somebody I would have thought of.
1: Yeah, so they brought in someone interesting to replace Boyle. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, it's hundred and sixty-five minutes long, oh. which I really hope is like a rough cut.
0: Uh, there is one other thing, though, that 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 makes me very down on this film: the continued um, hand of Purvis and Wade in this.
1: Yeah, they've they've Purvis... come back to do the script, haven't they?
0: Oh God, Purvis and Wade. Have not, I don't think Purpose and Way have done anything really well.
1: But on the other side of that, the original script wasn't by then, and Daniel Craig apparently brought in Fleabag, uh, whose name I have completely (laughs) forgotten. (laughs) Phoebe Waller Bridge brought in Phoebe Waller Bridge to rewrite the script.
0: See, I have this image now of of, of the bassist from the Thread hot chili peppers coming into the
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's, I would imagine a James Bond film written by flea would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> but no he brought in Phoebe Waller-Bridge and she said all the right things she said you know I don't want to rewrite Bond as a feminist I want Bond to be every bit sexist as he always is being you just change the world around him right so
0: no, I just can't get that
1: out of my mind. But Flea writing a,
0: <laughs> <laughs> a James, Bond <laughs>
1: James Bond film. So I'm I'm looking forward to what Phoebe Waller-Bridge has done with it. I mean she's actually said, I'm not writing the script, I'm rewriting it. It's basically okay. a dialogue polish. So whatever the script was is what the script is. Right. Whether Danny Boyle left with a script in place or whether it was whether he went before it was written, I don't know.
0: Uh, well, I, I just hope that this is it, because uh, Wilson and, and Bricoli have not done good work. Well, because let's I mean, they've had their hand in it since since the more days. Yeah. yeah. But they've really been in the driver's seat for all of um, Brosnan and all of Craig.
1: Yeah. And it, so, if they were going to call it a day, this would probably be a good time to do it.
0: I, I can only hope so, because I don't think that they're. Uh, this is not. This has been a, a case of diminishing returns. I don't know. Why. Maybe Casino Royale was just lightning in a bottle.
1: Mm, very possibly, but at the same time, I think they are to be commended for not just churning them out. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Craig will have been Bond in the same amount of time that we have had, what, five Doctor Who's? Yeah. So, you know.
0: I kind of admit, you know, I, I love me my Doctor Who. I have not seen any of the Capaldi's or any of the Jody Whitakers.
1: I, I think you're missing out. I think Capaldi's run is much better in hindsight, even if it wasn't that enjoyable in some places there were were, his last seasons his best
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i think he's he's really comfortable in his last season because he's really settled into it although he's much better with jenna coleman than matt smith ever was
0: so there's more a puzzle box than anything else
1: yeah and they've got rid of all that by the time capaldi comes along and she's just his companion Whereas right. obviously Smith was married to Karen Gillan because Karen Gillan is one of his best friends. So he right. didn't have that with Jenna Coleman that Capaldi has. And I'm really enjoying Whittaker. I know that lots of people like to bitch and moan about her, but I think she's great.
0: Well, yeah, but how, much, though... of that is, how much of that is, you know, woke SJW complaining?
1: No, fuck those uh, guys. Fuck, yeah, but... exactly.
0: Fuck you guys.
1: But um see the scripts haven't always been perfect but I, I think
0: these these woke guys were complaining about oh they they're, they're, they're going to they're turning 007 into a black woman and like well he quit Yeah, you give the designation. (laughs) No, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. They're not turning 007 into a black woman. They have recruited a new person for the job and she has given the designation 007 because he's not 007 anymore. It's not difficult. You know, if a head teacher quits working at a school and they employ another head teacher, they are still the head teacher, but they're a different person. It's the job title, right. you fucking idiot. But anyway.
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah, and I, I think she's, did she's really this good.
0: Brand this guy did about why did Parasite win Best Picture?
1: Oh, don't. Yes, yes, I, I saw my, that. Yeah.
0: You are a dumbass, sir.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen Parasite, but it, I'm very interested in seeing it because see, Snowpiercer. I, I, I love will... Korean cinema.
0: I'm, I'm a yeah. big fan of, of Korean cinema, so I, I'm I have not gone to see it because I'm just don't have a lot of money these days.
1: Yeah, well, Snowpiercer was great.
0: But then again, look at the last film I did go and see, Cats, because <laughs> I wanted to witness the horror. I
1: I I, I, I got nothing.
0: Oh man, it is so bad but it's so weird it's so bad it's bad it. i actually recommend people see it because it is so weird and you sit there and you go what how did this ever get past anybody
1: i'll watch it when it's on tv i am I'll not paying money you. for cats
0: I, I i paid good money for cats because i wanted to i want to support no. massive failure <laughs> <laughs> because unfortunately because Andrew, my friend, my dear, dear friend. <laughs> most big budget movie making is so safe now.
1: Yeah, but, and so predictable, and so boring, and so Rise of Skywalker.
0: And that something. I'm sorry.
1: Did I, did I say that out loud?
0: <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I'm not a, a Star a Star Wars fan, and I have not seen the new trilogy. But the thing that I under, I, I took away from the from the talk about The Last Jedi makes me think that The Last Jedi is more in keeping with the spirit of the first film than any of the other two films.
1: The Last Jedi is the only one that truly feels like it is a continuation and feels right. like it's doing something interesting and new. And instead of following up on that, JJ just doubled down on nostalgia and fan service for the next one.
0: But let's be more uh, pro- uh, you know, accurate. The producers. yeah went for nostalgia and fan service
1: yeah they threw away colin trevorrow's script which apparently did follow up on the themes of the last jedi (laughs) but and to me it can be summed up with the main characters if you watch the last jedi luke looks like he's lived 30 years since the last time we saw him he has changed he's gone through some shit he's watched the prequels so he knows the jedi were assholes and it's (laughs) affected him But then look at J.J.'s approach to Han and Leia. They've not changed. 30 years, they're still doing the same stuff they were doing 30 years ago. Luke has lived a life. Han and Leia have lived in amber. And that, to me, is everything wrong with the approach that J.J. took and everything right in the approach Ryan Johnson took. You may not like the development that he took Luke on, but at least Luke has lived a life in the 30 years we've not seen him.
0: And I like the fact that he goes back to the original thesis of the first film which is mm. the, the 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 thesis of the of star wars i'm not going to call that thing a new hope sorry
1: good okay. i didn't queue up to see a new hope i queued no, up to no. see star wars
0: i have very vivid memories of my uncle took me to there's this beautiful theater here in new york that no longer exists called the RKO keep it's in flushing queens hmm. uh it's not that far from where i live right now and it's an old. It was an old Art Deco theater. Uh, it closed down in the late '80s. Got bought up by some developers who wanted to turn it into a parking lot. But they prevent they're prevented from doing so because um, the the building is declared a national landmark. So they just have let the thing rot. Even That's they, a shame. Isn't it? Uh, George Clooney put together a consortium back in two thousand and five. I want to say George Clooney put together a consortium of uh, other celebrities to buy the, the theater and turn it into a revival house. It was turned down. They didn't want right. the money. <laughs> they didn't want the money. They so this is every time I, pa- I I'm on Northern Boulevard, I pass that thing it hurts me. But anyway, I went to that theater, which is Old Art Deco. They had a big, like, starscape dome in the lobby. And the lobby was immense. So it was a perfect place to see that film. But anyway.
1: But anyway, James (laughs) bummed.
0: You want to finish my point? point. All right, sorry. The message of Star Wars was, here's this kid who's just anybody. And he's going on this great adventure, isn't it? Mm. And the thing I liked about, from what I understand from about Johnson's film, is that he brings that back instead. Instead of like, no, yes, you're, you're you're secretly a Skywalker or you're secretly a Palpatine. He goes, yeah. "You're just a girl. You're just it's a, a me- girl who's
1: strong with the Force. You can you can do anything you want to do. But right. no, 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 she's Palpatine's granddaughter.
0: <sighs> okay." Getting back to Bond. <laughs> okay. So, so who would you like to see take over from uh, from Wilson and, and Brockles?
1: Ed and Turner. Okay. Oh, take over from those two. Oh, yeah, Ed and yeah, Turner well, and Bond. I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd want somebody who's going to shepherd it and look after it and not just churn out sequels every two years to make it the franchise and spin everything off from it. At I wouldn't want Disney of, to own
0: it. Yeah, at the risk of sounding like one of those anti-woke people that we just made fun of (laughs) i would like it to remain in british hands yeah yeah it kind of has to because i think the britishness of the britishness is part of the identity of the bond franchise
1: yeah even though he essentially travels around a lot yeah i mean it's going to be interesting to see if he needs an eu passport now
0: Oh gosh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but it, it's—I think it should be. I would love to see what a younger director, because I mean, most of these directors have been fairly old. Yeah, I would love to see what a younger director does with it.
1: Yeah, there, there are a lot of people. I mean, I know Christopher Nolan has said he'd love to do a Bond film, but I don't—I don't think he'd be that suited to it. Christopher Nolan takes things far too seriously.
0: Yeah, Christopher it needs, Nolan is more Baroque than...
1: Yeah, it needs a lightness of touch, does a Bond film.
0: But on the other hand, I, I, I kind of shudder to think what an Edgar Wright Bond would look like.
1: Oh, I don't know. I think that'd be really interesting.
0: It would be entertaining, and I would yeah. go see it, because, of course, Edgar Wright rules.
1: Yeah, Edgar Wright's not made a bad
0: film. I, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you. Even the one that I think isn't that great is still watchable and i've seen it multiple times so mm. um but yeah i would lo- or you know and but i think the thing would be for this new producer it would be here here's the character and the world what would you like to do with it one See, maybe
1: the... maybe they should audition people when they sell it
0: <laughs> okay that... Well, I, I have to think that it's not going to be a decision that is taken lightly, because the, literally these two people, this is them in their lives. They're in yeah. their
1: lives. But there has to come a point where they've had enough of it. Yeah.
0: Even George saw Lucasfilm. Mm hmm. But uh, I, I have to assume they're going to take it seriously. And I have to. I'm just hoping that it, it's somebody that has the same. So at least they loved what they were doing. They were doing it wrong. (laughs) But they love doing it. But they love doing it. And they should find somebody who will love doing this as much. Because I I don't think Bond is ever going to die. Um I don't think there's ever gonna be a situation like with uh Peter like with uh Peter O'Donnell where he puts in his will, I don't want anyone doing a movie.
1: Yeah, no, I, James Bond will go on forever at this point, and there's yeah. no reason that he can't.
0: Although there's also nothing wrong with it just ending.
1: I, it's, that's not where we are in the entertainment media anymore. No, brands are everything. And one <laughs> of the biggest brands in the world is James Bond.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: and Hasn't and, somebody what? said he's one of the few fictional characters everybody in the world knows?
0: Yeah, well, he's... Even if, He's iconic along with Sherlock Holmes and uh, Super well actually Batman now
1: yeah probably more uh, Batman than Superman
0: even though Superman to me is much more of a healthy role model than Batman is
1: yeah but, but the role model we all want at the moment is apparently the joker so
0: <sighs> I hated that fucking piece of Martin Scorsese fan fiction. <laughs>
1: An excellent. put that on the poster. <laughs> but am I wrong? No, no, having seen it, no, it's King of Comedy, isn't it?
0: It's King of Comedy and Taxi Driver done through the eyes of somebody who didn't quite understand the two the, the source films to begin with. Yeah. And has someone who suffers from mental health issues and it becomes something of a you know, mental health in cinema, in popular culture advocate, I hated the fact that it was just like, oh yeah, he's mentally ill. Ain't that sad. That's why he's the Joker. No. No.
1: You (laughs) cut out a second, though.
0: Oh, I just said... It's just like... They they just waved their hands and said, oh, well, it's a pity. Arthur Fleck. A. Fleck. A. Fleck. (laughs) A. Fleck. um, Is... Is mentally ill, and he's also maybe half-brother of Bruce Wayne. Bullshit!
1: Yeah, that was awful. Once
0: again, a chosen one... Na- I hate the chosen one narrative. When did it start to become that every that every character had to... adventure had to be special to them?
1: Uh, uh The Matrix.
0: Kowkowskis.
1: Uh, <laughs> but it's not their fault. Yeah. They told their story and everyone else followed that. that's not on them. That's on everyone who follows them. That's on, like, everyone who thinks that Batman is what Frank Miller wrote. That's not Frank Miller's fault, not really.
0: Or everyone who thinks that Daredevil is just what Frank Miller
1: wrote. Yeah, just what Frank Miller did. That's not Frank Miller's fault. Frank Miller did what he did. He doesn't make everyone do it the way he did it.
0: Well, you know, my, my feeling is always that a piece of art is objective. Yeah. How... It becomes what it is is ha- it is dependent upon how the person or persons viewing it interpret it, hmm. which is why, for example, we have this film by Brian De Palma where he says, "Wow, drug gangs are bad people." That is actually looked upon as a, uh, a an aspirational figure.
1: Yeah, And that's cool. you know that's not good.
0: Or, or or that film that uh, uh, David Fincher made, where he said, "Boy, this guy was seriously fucked up in the head, wasn't he?" And everybody else, and all the bro dogs. No, thought. you've got to win. Yeah. Oh. all
1: right You you keep going away now.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Are you still there? All I'm right, you're here. back.
0: I'm still here. All right. Yes. I'm sorry. You I was keep just... going away. I was still ranting about.
1: Uh, That's perfectly okay. About, but I've got to go at da- one.
0: That David Fincher movie about how there's this guy and he's really mentally ill was misinterpreted as it's cool to hit each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the misunderstanding of Fight Club.
0: Oh, gosh. And, and The Joker is going to be one of those films. Yeah. The Joker's good. And, and it's like, and even, look, I don't begrudge. Joaquin Phoenix is winning the best actor. If it won anything other than best actor and best score, I would have rioted. Yeah, because he's good in it.
1: Yeah, I actually quite good. liked him in it. I think he's great.
0: Doing, in The Joker, he's basically doing uh, You Were Never Really Here, only in a funny outfit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I've okay. got to go in 15 minutes.
0: Okay, so let's wrap this up. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're looking forward to it. I'm not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. i I can still go back and watch any of these for. I thoroughly enjoy them. Even Quantum of Solace. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it, it was rough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you, what, you it's still. Uh, it's still awesome. Yes, I still. I can understand why there are people who say Craig is the best Bond, but then and he had one of the best films right out of the gate. Yeah. So. Um,
1: well, so did Pierce Brosnan, but it all went downhill for Pierce Brosnan. Oh, God. Oh, Craig, like... has, Craig has been much more of a peaks and troughs kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. No, the, Tomorrow Never Dies. And once again, you get Jonathan Price to be your villain. How do you fuck that up? Uh,
1: by killing him off before the henchman. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, and let's not forget you get, you know, one of the greatest asian martial arts action stars of your of the age to play your to play your female lead mm. and you waste that too
1: yeah such a shame
0: it was such a sh- yeah and uh, like i said World's not enough i respect even though i recognize it's not a very good film and
1: um, died of the as great for its first hour
0: Dying of the day is poo.
1: Um, apart from that opening title theme, which is probably the worst one they've ever done.
0: What did Derek say once? It seemed like it was something that that Madonna literally dashed out in the car going to the meeting. Yeah, yeah, on the way over to film her cameo, probably. Yeah. So anyway, guys, so let us know what you think when you see No Time to Die, or I like to call it No Time to Think up of a better title. <laughs> The, the John Gardner books have better titles than that. Nobody oh. Lives Forever would be a better title. Mm-hmm. So, um, as always, Andy is on a number of things here on the Two True Freaks Network. I'm on a number of things. And um, please keep listening.
1: Yeah, we have a new website to have to pay for. That's right. Yes, we
0: do. So so give us money. <laughs> Oh, just give it, us money anyway. <laughs> yeah, just give us money anyway. So, uh, But everybody, uh, if you, you like this, let us know. Because this was something that came out of a conversation Andrew and I was having. And we said, let's, let's put it on the intranet webs for everybody to enjoy.
1: Yes. So instead of it just being a social media conversation, you can all listen to us. Bitch and moan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't think we did a lot of bitching and moaning, to be honest. Andrew, it has been a
0: pleasure. Like I
1: said, we do not get to do this enough. I know transatlantics are a pain in the ass, isn't it?
0: We should try to do something to uh, Doctor Who. Sometimes yes, we we should bring no, back his true freaks. Because I was talking about this with Shag, uh, we should do something about the about the audio drums.
1: Uh, I'd have to listen to some of them.
0: Okay, you, okay, okay that will that would work.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I think I've only ever listened to one Paul McGann one that I bought only because I was going on a long car journey. I wanted something new to listen to. It was
0: really oh, good. Shag. But we'll think of something. We'll think of something. We'll come up with something. And uh, until then, guys, uh, this license has been revoked. (laughs) Which was the original title.
1: License revoked would work as No Time to Die as well. That's a better (laughs) title.
0: But the thing is... Americans don't don't understand what revoked means.
1: I think that was bullshit. I think they understand perfectly what revoked means. I I think um... marketing people didn't understand
0: what revoked means. So, uh... I feel like I want to say something I haven't said in a long time as as an outro and just say, go see that movie. (laughs) Go see all four of them. Yeah. Okay, we're out. Goodbye.